Good morning. Welcome to Passionate World Talk Radio. Educate, enlighten, entertain. And this morning on Pool Your Heels with Lillian, our special guest is Hope Cochran, who created a company. She is an entrepreneur, ladies and gentlemen, called Sonder Blue. So good morning, Hope. How are you? Good morning. I'm great. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. The sun is out for a change with a blue sky. Yes, thank you. Thank you. It's, although here in New York, it's like 34 degrees, but it's still nice at the sun. It's still nice at all. Yeah. Pennsylvania isn't that far from New York. So, Hope, what motivated you to create a company, Sandra Blue? So, you know, I, I'm a, I, I've been studying the arts my entire life. I started out as a uh, singer and did some acting. I attended Actors Studio. And I also have always had a business acclimate. So I've always sort of had my own business and did sorts of things like that. And I realized that the way we, the, the experience of watching films has changed and yet we have not right we we the the system hasn't changed you know when, when i was a kid you know you you would plan a movie out with your friends and then you would you know look at look up the dates together and you meet decide where you're going to meet up and then you watch the film it, there's a whole experience around movies and so i said you know what i really want to you know, what's, what's missing, what's going on. And so I, I took about a year and a half to research and understand the viewer, the movie experience, the home movie experience today and how it's changed. And so I built a platform that is for movie lovers and it's really centered around how are you watching movies today? How are you enjoying movies today? And the fact is that, you know, you do, when it comes to movies, your experience is beyond the hour and a half, two hours that you may spend watching the movie. You talk about that movie, you research that movie, um, you, you do a lot of different kinds of engagement. And so I put it all into this platform because it's, it, it, it speaks to me. It's, the, it's what I want to use. <laughs> And the validation is is other people feel the same way. Well, the thing of the matter is, when I was a kid, and I know it's hard to understand with the dinosaurs and the bison, I understand that, and the meteorite wiping those folks out, and us cavemen walking around with our big clubs. The thing of the matter is, when movies started coming around, especially when they started the movie of the week that I remember as a child, actually I was a teen by then, but you interacted with the movie. You identified with the characters. You were not sitting in front of the screen. You were inside that screen doing what the character was doing. And ladies and gentlemen, that's exactly how Hope has set it up. So instead of just sitting on your couch, you actually can interact with other people while you're watching the movie, it's like the first time they did 3D and you tilted back in your seat and you saw the movies from a whole other angle. 
Right. I, mean, I know I got sick when they took me upside down to look at a canyon and down into, I'm afraid of heights. So, <laughs> I mean, I, I had a run from the theater, but you're right. In our day and time and with our technology, you have made it possible for people actually not only to interact with themselves, but in some respects, interact with the movie they're seeing in front of them. Right. Well, it's inter, it's a community. It's a it's about inter. It's about how are you as a movie lover today? Think of all the things you do to before you even watch a movie. How much time are you spending searching for that movie? How much time do you spend talking about that movie? How do you talk about it? How do you find the movie? When you're watching the movie, what are you doing when you watch it? There's a whole world that exists today around movies that didn't exist, you know, when I was a kid and a whole, and it didn't exist, with, you know, that it existed when you were a kid that didn't exist when I was a kid, right? So. Yeah. It's not just about your your movie experience is not just about watching sitting down and watching a movie. That is a that is a that is a linchpin in the experience. But the, it's a total experience. And so I think that you know what I did was I I I call it community development because what I, I actually started out with one concept and realized it wasn't enough. It wasn't what was needed. And or it was just a piece of what was needed. And I decided I was going to build an entire platform because when I would talk to people, I would go, I really want that. I really want to be able to watch a film with another person. Great. Let's let's talk about what that experience is going to look like. And that's a very, very detailed experience, right? I want movie reviews. Okay, great. What is that experience like? What do you want? To, how does that look? those fine pointed details were added to this platform. And you have to understand folks, they do, they used to do this for some of the TV programs. Remember Dallas? Remember the vampire and one of those mash and dark night or something where people actually started dressing up as the characters and they started holding mini conventions as a community to get together and discuss their favorite characters. But because of the digital revolution, you don't need to do that anymore. You can communicate with your fellow, I love the Thin Man film, for example, who does detective series with a dog that was trained, makes the human actors look pale in comparison. But you have a group of people sitting from all over the country talking about this film. And they're in the same room. Mm -hmm. And that's quite a feat. Yeah. And they're in the same space. Build your own communities, things around film. You know, it's it's a it's a very robust site. It's not a, you know, it's not a one. One of the things I really was was animate on. Initially, I, I have to say it, it was a feature I was developing. And then I when I really began to speak to people, I was like, no, no, no. This is not the platform. This is not a platform. It is a feature. And so I, I really went into uh, understanding the experience and, you know, really, you know, delving in and, and I held research groups and, and whole, just what is the experience like and collected all of that data and 
revamp the entire site in order and revamp the entire platform and built it out to address these these particular needs of of uh, film lovers. Well, I hope you go and take a look with what PBS has done. They have a movie club where all the members come and meet once or twice a year specifically for the reason of interacting with each other so they can talk about the different films from the 40s and the 50s and discuss how they were put together, what the behavior was, how society and culture changed, things about the first movie that depicted wounded warriors coming back from World War II and how society treated them. So I am delighted to see somebody pick up on that idea and say, we can do this, but you don't have to wait for that annual convention anymore. You can now do it in the privacy of your home, but connect by a stream yard, Zoom or stream yard or the many other type of streaming communities that are out there and form your own community and realize that you're not the nut or the alien from outer space who likes movies to the point where that's number one on your list and that you exist only for movies. Yeah. And I think that's a great thing. Yeah. And there are a lot of people, listen, you know, movies, uh, you know, I'm a film head. You, 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 you talked about wounded warriors and films of the fifties and a bunch of, a bunch of, uh, you know, war films came to mind because I, I love movies. Um, in some ways I built this platform for me. I'm a movie lover. <laughs> you know, I, I really love movies. And coming out of the closet, folks. <laughs> well, a lot of us are, you know, a lot of us are. And and the question is, where do we go? Where do we, I'm a movie lover, but where do I go? You know, to 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 do my movie loving thing, you know, lover's thing. And so, you know, it, it's kind of a solution to my problem. I got really, I got very excited and thought, okay, this is this is it this will be great for me. And then when I started working with other people, they were getting excited about it. So it's, it's, it's what I always say this, we're more than a streaming platform and we are a film. We are a streaming platform built by movie lovers for movie lovers. That's, that's what it comes down to. Well, if you listen to some of the, well, they're old men now, but if you listen to people like George Lucas or some of the others of his generation, what does he say how he made movies? I went to the movie theater and I spent hours watching the old flicks of cowboys and Indians, stagecoaches, how they perform certain activities on the film. That was his teaching apparatus. Mm -hmm. So I can see the same thing being applied to what you're offering your viewers as an educational platform in which kids can come in and actually study film and learn from it and take away from it to do their own documentaries or to do their own films. That speaks to another feature that we have on the platform, which no other platform has, which is we have uh, filmmaker engagement. So we, we are designed... Um, for one of the things that we offer is the ability for you or us as audiences to connect with filmmakers. 
So, you know, if a filmmaker wants to preview their stuff and they put it on a platform, you can, you know, be a part of that process. It's, it's, listen, it's about, it's about the film lover, you know, and I thought about this project from the perspective of the film lover and the filmmaker. Um, and from a film, I mean, from a film lover's perspective, wouldn't it be nice to be able to have a conversation with the filmmaker and be like, what were you doing and why did you do that? So, you know, we focus, we, just in terms of our content, we mm -hmm. cater to the, 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 the films that are behind our paywall are classic movies and independent movies. We really focus on the reason why we focus on the independent. One of the reasons why we focus on the independent movie is because the things that they're making, the convert, they, they are very successful at avoiding a lot of the tropes. They're telling, yes. yeah, they're very, and so you get these, these very genuine stories that are from a unique perspective. There was a, uh, I watched a, a short the other day that was called, was called Fruitless. And I, I sat with the director and I went, I don't know if I'm upset with this or, I, cause I kind of get it, but I also am like, oh my God, this is the most upsetting thing. And we talked about how it would probably not have ever been made, um, you know, as a, within the Hollywood system because it is from a very feminine point of view, but the but it's from a perspective that you don't often see in a Hollywood film because it doesn't have any of those tropes, you know? Um, they don't have anything tokenism in there. It's not with a pretty woman or a pretty man, and it's not the usual, I mean. It's about a woman who's trying to get pregnant. Yes, <laughs> and that's a topic that's not discussed. I mean, it's still taboo. Come yeah. on. Admit it. Exactly. And the detail that the, 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 the detail that went into the story, you as a woman, I go, okay. And we had a whole conversation. So if, if a man saw this, I, I wonder if he would have a completely different perspective, right? Like it's from a, like women would see it and probably get something very, very different. And I, I, I'm bringing the film up because, you know, I can, I, I earnestly don't think it, it's so far out of the Hollywood tropes. It, it, it doesn't cater to it at all. I don't think that it would have been seen, you know, Hollywood wouldn't pick it up and say, let's make a feature out of it, which I, which is what we discussed. It should be the next phase for it. But as an independent, it's a, it's a voice that deserves to be heard that yes. we heard in, in mainstream films. So our focus is on, um, uh, independent, the independent voice. And we really, when we bring on a piece of work to the platform, we're asking, is this your voice? Is this you? So for example, if you, if you're a, a, a white guy from the Midwest trying to talk about the Asian experience as, you know, in New York or, you know, in China or, you know, India, where, you know, my question is why are you telling me why are you the one to tell this story like that it, it doesn't it has to resonate it has to make sense so we cater we really make sure that the voices that we bring on are you are their own voices they're but, authentic yeah they, it's got to be their own voices and you get a lot of that in the independent space and so we we offer that that's that's where we where our our community is and so yeah so that's I think that's important. I think that's good. 
I mean, I have a station manager in training who has a son and he's in college, goes to California State. And for his junior project, they were required to make a movie or a documentary. So he did a documentary about prisoners escaping from concentration camps in Germany. Oh, wow. All the other kids did not do what he did. He found a, a vacant building, which was a school. The school was surrounded by woods. He got actors in California and hooked up a camera between them and a remote on his video screen. And then he and his mother and father and his brother were the characters who played the different roles of the folks who escaped from the concentration camp. It won an award. And it won an award because it was so realistic, but more important, they saw a young man who went out of the box. He went out of his way to produce a film with live props. Yeah. He chose a school building. There was the woods. He filmed in the woods. He filmed in the school building. He filmed actresses over in L.A. And he put it all together and it's spell mom. But the point is, ladies and gentlemen, he made an independent film with very little money down, as you would put it, because most films are expensive to create. And he took the trouble of actually showing people his opinion of what he believed was the greatest nasty thing that has happened in the 20th century and how certain people react to it, what they do when they get a chance to escape. And nobody's ever approached that type of behavior before. Right. Well, it's tropes, right? Like, yes, you see a a Holocaust film. There are are certain tropes that are used because there's a usually there's like a moral lesson. Yes. in, in, In the film. And I mean, I haven't seen the film, but and it, and that lesson could be there. Um, but I'm supposed to receive the MP4. I'll be more than happy to share it. Yeah. So I mean, what if what if it was um, a story about a sympathizer? Like, what would that what would that movie be like? You know, what would that movie be like? And would Hollywood tell that story? I don't I don't know. I mean, it's. I've never really seen it, or maybe I mean, the closest they came was the boy in the striped pajamas. pajamas. Yeah, the boy in striped. And pajamas. I always felt like they started in the wrong spot. But what they should have had behind that, though. Well, what was the lesson behind it? Because the lessons behind it is that even though his dad was a high Nazi muckety muck, he still managed to crawl into a concentration camp and get gassed with a little Jewish boy. Well, yeah. Yeah. And the moral lesson there is be very careful what you wish for mm. because it might happen to you. Good point. Good point. I mean, that's what happened yesterday in the Capitol. Oh, Whether they want to look at it straight. I'm not trying to make this into a political thing. No, I, I, I hear you. I hear you. Uh, but you have to take your inspiration and your ideas from the material that life happens to hand to you. Yeah. And it would not surprise me if we see a lot of documentary films coming in about the uh, about what happened from different points of view. I mean, I told the Republican I'm appalled that I saw the Confederate flag. And he said, oh, well, that's not a big deal. Really? 
Well, and I'm, I'm pretty sure that when people take a look at what happened, filmmakers your age, and I suspect you're in your 20s somewhere, will start coming out with films and how they reacted to what happened. Well, and it's important for them to be seen. And who's going to have the most un, you know, unpolished perspective? It's, it's going to come from the independent voice. It's going to come from the independent polished. I mean, not full of the tropes and the, you know, it's going to come from the independent voice. Um, there are one of the beauties of just to, to talk about yesterday for a moment was to listen to the way people spoke about it. Yes. Um, it was the first time I'd ever heard a broadcaster call these guys uh, terrorists. Right. They, these are the same group that's been active for the whole four years, but they were called terrorists. Mm -hmm. Other people didn't use that language. Other. So if they were making movies, how would the perspective be? Well, what would their perspectives be and how would they tell that story? You know, and if you couple that with the fact that, you know, we've had all the Black Lives Matter yes. this year and. I'm in New York City and I can tell you that the, a lot of the people had no weapons. There were no weapons involved and yet the police were armed to the teeth. So yeah. how would you, if, so there's that perspective. Do you want to juxtapose the two scenarios and what would that perspective be? And who's going to tell that, you know what I mean? So there's a lot of perspectives and, and storytelling opportunity around that. And the beauty is all of those perspectives may be valid and all of them deserve an opportunity to shine. And so a lot of, I, I'm looking forward to see how the independent voice is going to sort of encapsulate this moment. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm very interested. Could you please tell our listeners, since you are an entrepreneur, sure. what you needed to do because as an entrepreneur myself, I put together a business plan and you put a business plan together. Don't laugh, folks, but to organize your thoughts and to focus on what you're trying to achieve so that when you finally get it, you put it into one page so you can take it to bankers and possible people who may want to invest in it. So the idea is, what is your vision? Mm -hmm. So let me let me start from the beginning. Um, when when I began on this journey, I had a mentor. Her name was Lynn. Diamond. Her name is Lynn Diamond, and I was you know really excited about what I was doing about to do and the idea, and I I had started my business plan and she stopped me, and I was like, well, you're supposed to start with a business plan, and she said. I want you to start with a personal business plan. And what she meant, what she had me do was envision how big this company would be, where it would go, and how it would impact my personal life. What would this business give me personally? And how do I want it to exist in the world? You know, what would the culture be like? How would that impact my personal life? And, you know, the reason why she, she told me to do it is she said she began, she started a business and she was a multimillionaire, but she couldn't stop working because she didn't think past 
the business. And here she is, she wants to retire, but she can't retire. She, she said she loves what she does, but she can't retire because she didn't think past the business, right? Like, how is this business going to impact my life? So it really, you know, that full picture helped guide me through this process um, because the full picture tells me who I'm going to hire, who I'll work with ongoingly. You know, it, it really, so when you when you look, and it might be a, a, a feminist perspective on business, because I, I mostly hear men talk about the business plan and getting it going. Um, but, you know, it, it, it's definitely had an impact. Um, I did do, when I started, I, I actually wanted to make sure I wasn't wasting my time. <laughs> so I, I invested in doing a valuation and was and got very very good a very good response so i knew going into this that there was something viable here and that what was viable was something that i could leverage i took several meetings with investors and all of them turned me down and listen i've, I've spoken in front of people a lot i've pitched a lot for other companies for, and um, VC uh, pitching is a little different um, because, you know, you, you shouldn't go in there with nothing. So you go in, you, you build some traction, you get some sales, you get some of this, you get some of that. And really what it came down to, if, if I'm going to be honest, um, and I always, and I was a little arrogant thinking this is not going to be me. Um, it's, I think, that the rejection had nothing to do with my business. It had to do with me. You were a girl, not a boy. Well, think about it. For and I have the same problem. Mm -hmm. People say to me, oh, my husband died last year, but people thought he was the CEO of the company, that he was the brains of the company. Mm -hmm. I mean, he was bright. He had a doctorate in organic chemistry and he taught at Barnard, you know, and he was from Harvard and blah, 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 blah. And people say, well, I'd like to talk to your husband. And I say, why? And they said, well, because it's his company. I said, no, it's my company, my money. I invested in it. Mm. My husband is silent. And the only time he gets to speak is when he thinks I need a little business advice. Mm. I said, outside of that, he does not exist. This is my thing, my company. Right. And I had my business plan looked at, scrutinized, dissected, and the banks all turned me down. And finally, one, one guy says to me, it's nothing personal, Lillian. It's just that you're not a guy. Doesn't surprise me. I mean, I, at the end of the day, when you look at VC capital, for every $100 given to a man, a woman gets five. Exactly. And, and and the glass ceiling, folks, is, is still there. You may not see it, yeah. but you're not going to see any mob. Just to double down on that real quick, if you are a woman of color, your percentage is a percentage of that 5%. Yes. So yes. for me, I, I had to make a, a decision. Do I keep kicking, you know, waiting for someone to say, we believe in you or do I do it myself? 
And that's what I did. I decided to do it myself. It's a slower journey and you have to rethink your approach. But I, I, I think I have a PhD in life now, you know, like you just have to rethink it a little, not the, so for example, uh, traditionally they'll tell you create your MVP and, you know, get some product validation, right? And you may have someone who'll spend X number of dollars on the MVP. The MVP can be a couple of dollars. The MVP can be a couple hundred dollars. The MVP can be a couple of thousand dollars. Right. MVP, you have to build an MVP and you have to find people who will invest in that MVP, meaning people who will buy. Correct. So you have to decide, okay, and you usually don't put a lot of money necessary. So you may end up scrapping the MVP once you you move to the real product, right? So or the right. Real product, but I'm like, that's a waste of money for me. Yeah, you know, you know what the problem is, right? Well, well, it's a waste of it. The MVP is not a waste, but to do the MVP and it not be a part of the bigger picture is a waste. So when I sat down, I was like, okay, this is how it has to go because I'm not going to spend money on an MVP, even $500 on anything that resembles an MVP only to turn around and have to make this adjustments and these changes and this here and that there, which is going to cost me money. So we're going to build it, but we're going to build it in an incremental way so that every piece gets scrutinized along the way. That's how, that's why I know what we're doing is work because I built an audience piece by piece. And, and, and so the MVP is in the constant um, people who come back to it. I know it's about me. So I had to look at it differently and say, I'm just going to, you know, build it and go, build it and go, build it, build it and go, testing each piece, getting validation of each piece along the way, rather than, you know, piecemealing it. Right. It would cost it, you know, rather than trying to build some smaller version of it, the smaller version of it is the, the piece that we're testing right now. And then we're just right. adding something to it. And that's the smaller version of it. And, it. and the advantage to that is I got constant feedback, constant feedback and evaluation. I know when I'm on track. I know when I'm off track. There were some things that we were going to do that were not, it sound good, but in practice, it wasn't very good. Okay. So we're not going to do that. But, you know, the process was different. I'd give someone a, 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 a sort of, once I developed my my audience, I would say, okay, this is what we're thinking about doing. What do you think? People would give me their feedback. I, I like this. I don't like this. Okay, great. Some things got scrapped and then we build it. And then we, because I, I didn't have the money to just build an MVP. To yeah. make a hundred bucks of 500 bucks is too much money to spend just to find out if you're going to like it. To me, it's 20 yeah. <laughs> I understand. Uh, it wasn't until very recently. I mean, we always had the audience. One of the things I found out, my station manager, I, and you may want to keep it in mind, it's the content. If the content is relevant, they'll come. Exactly. If the person can identify with it and mm -hmm. accept it and then take it and use it within their own personal life within a 24-hour period yes folks it's a gut 
reaction. Exactly. The other thing you need are good titles. Titles that I tell people, it's like a resume. You have to have them grab them by the throat so they can smell your breath from the mouthwash that you just used earlier that morning. I like that. I like that. And that's true. When it comes to content selection, that's exactly what 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 you have to do. But that was all that's we're talking about building the backbone of it. We're talking about building the the, the instrument that allows all of that other stuff to exist. Exactly. You know, but you, you've got to know your audience. Exactly. You've got to know the person who is going to respond and then is going to say to his neighbor, you really need to go and see this. Exactly. Exactly. And that was the other part. The other value of doing it this way is you would see who who became more involved and who didn't, who wasn't, you know, and it's like, OK, they're more involved. And then you talk to them individually. Like I'm, I, I, I'm a big proponent of the data is great. And, and I, I do, I love my data, but I also speak to people. I actually sit down with people and um, have entire in conversation. I hosted an event just to get feedback. I hosted an event. We presented the platform and I said, okay, this is your moment. Tear it apart. It was a four-hour conversation with people whose only investment was they love film and they, they want to be involved. And some people and and new new concepts and ideas came out of that. So it's like my I'm not I'm not I'm not so attached to it that I don't say okay it can't get better tear it apart. And I, that's my battle cry. I always tell people tear it apart. Let me let me because. It's the relationship that's built. You know, people, the, the people that I work with are not just data points for me, right? It's not just, oh, the demographics is, you know, you know, I would say my demographics is between 17 and 45, but the 17 year old is not on the platform for the same reason as the 45 year old is on the platform. And so I understand the different voicings because of you know, because of that. And I can, you know, when we come to marketing, I can say, okay, this is how we need to speak to this person. This is how we need to speak to that person. Yeah. And it makes a difference. We're yeah. going to wrap it up, but we're going to have hope back so we can continue this conversation because it's very important. She has established a company that is different and radical from the other type of streaming programs out there. And understand that her concept will be picked up by other entrepreneurs and expanded upon because it always happens that way. Whether you like it or not, I've had hosts go through my station and become highly successful built on what I gave them. Well, I hope I hope I'm the one being. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think so. Uh, uh, you kind of wonder why it works that way. But it does. But on the other hand, ladies and gentlemen, Passionate World Talk Radio has an excellent reputation in the broadcast media industry. And I suspect so does Sandra Blue for what it has to offer and will continue to offer. So I urge you to go over to her website and your website is SandraBlue.com. And just for your listeners, we will give you a, a promo code that you can use 
to offer your uh, listeners an additional 10% discount on our men- membership. Right now, if you register today, you'll get a 60% discount on our annual membership. Um, and if you use her promo code, you'll get an additional 10% off of that. That's pretty lucrative, 70%, ladies and gentlemen, and, and adults of all ages. Yes. So, <laughs> Any more additional content, in, uh, excuse me, contact information? Your email is going across the board. Is there anything else that our listeners need to know? So if they if they register on our um, if you if you register on the platform, we will add you to our pre-launch community. And in the pre-launch community, you're going to have access to a series called the, the Filmmaker Spotlight Series, where we actually sit down with individual filmmakers. We get to know, we talk about their films, we talk about their careers, and every filmmaker sits with us and does a walkthrough of their film. So you'll get to watch the film, and then once the film is over, you can sit down and um, talk to us and and see the the commentary from the filmmaker about the film. So that's the entry for that is that you have to register on the platform. Yeah. And if you are an independent filmmaker and you would like to have your film featured on your platform, Sondra Blue, what do they need to do? So in our if you go to the website, there is a section in in the our headers in the footer. So if you go to it goes to filmmaker and the filmmaker can upload their film and their synopsis and we will review the film once we review the film. um, Again, we don't we won't take everything. Um, but we were looking for a certain quality. Um, but we will look at all, we look at everything. We look at everything. Um, and if selected, you know, we'll, we'll contact, we'll contact you either way to discuss the film, discuss, you know, where you are as a filmmaker and yeah, you can get you on our platform. So listen up filmmakers. You don't always have to go to the Robert Redford filmmaker studio because i understand now there's a 12-year wait so this is an opportunity seriously to go and get your film looked at and the only other thing i say if you are rejected for various and sundry reasons please contact me lsc at passionate world talk radio we have a tv channel we'll discuss it and perhaps we'll get your film on the television where 200,000 plus people will view it. And maybe it's not the million people that you're hoping for, but everybody has a start. So I want to thank everybody for joining us today. I want to thank Hope for coming in and talking about her new entrepreneurism, her company, which is very revolutionary. And I really hope you go out and visit the site sondrablue.com because it's very interesting and there's a lot of good information that has been provided right there within the website. Mm -hmm. If you wish to see and hear this all over again, you can find us on youtube.com forward slash PWR network hyphen PW talk radio. You can also find us on facebook.com forward slash PWR Network LLC. 
and the audio will be provided as well on Spreaker, iTunes, iHeart, and all social media. If you want to know where, go over to the website, https colon forward slash forward slash passionate world talk radio.com menu right hand side of the screen go and take a look the audio will be posted and there is a blog that is also provided every day with all the information and the links one needs to find the video and or the audio thank you all very much for listening and remember please keep listening thank you and stay safe Bye.